Welcome back to another episode of Starting Blank. On today's episode, it is all about data and privacy and social media and really what the future of social media looks like from a consumer perspective and sharing our thoughts. And I say our as in Nate Soror and Tyler Reitzman. So it's always a fun time chatting and kicking it back with these homies. So really hope you enjoy the episode. If anything stands out to you, please make sure to share it with a friend, share it across social and hit us up really, uh, really anywhere. So Again, without further ado, enjoy the episode. We're going to talk about a lot. There's a bunch of stuff, bunch of stuff happening in the world. Bunch of people are getting canceled. People are, are aren't staying in their lanes, and they're. 2020 is is crazy. So I have the two boys on today, Natroar and Tyler Reitzman. What's up, gentlemen? What's up, boys? How are we doing? We're living life. Ty, how are you doing? Happy Friday. Doing good. Awesome, awesome. You guys like that transition? You guys didn't know I was starting. Me neither. Oh, I knew. I, I, had, a, felt I had a feeling. <laughs> um, good, good place to start. Yeah, guys, we were, we were jokingly talking about... Um, a few different topics before beforehand. There was a lot going on in the world. Jokingly, I said, like, hey, let's talk about the Demilio's being being canceled. Um, fill you in, YouTube series. They have a private chef, essentially. Go fucking watch the video. People are hating on them because Dixie ate a snail from the private chef. She threw up, and Charlie was saying how it would be cool to hit 100 million followers on TikTok after she hit a million within that year standpoint for a little backstory. We we're jokingly saying, <laughs> we we're jokingly saying how it would be cool to talk about that. But Ty came on to a, a, a good point saying, isn't it interesting how people are just fucking canceling everything you can think of now? Because I guess 2020 people are softer than ever. Uh, I don't even know if that has didn't think it was possible. to do with it. But uh, yeah, that's that's where we're at. So that's what we're going to kind of chat about right now. Cancel culture. People are canceling other people at record numbers. You like Biden. You like Trump. We were just in an election. You're canceled. He's canceled. She's canceled. Harry Styles is wearing a dress on the cover of Vogue. That shit's tight as fuck. Good job, Harry Styles. He's getting canceled because, you know, insecure dudes can't, uh, can't stand other successful men wearing dresses on the cover of publications i guess so got a lot of lot to talk about uh where do you guys want to start off <laughs> i mean cancel culture is pretty interesting i just always find it funny when people who have just no context to any situation like that's if me hearing about that all of a sudden i just jumped on um you know d'amelio's asses just went yeah like you know cancel cancel them like i just don't understand I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Like, isn't this, isn't this supposed to be a place where people can just have like ideas and do whatever they, whatever they want within the boundaries of not harming others or causing damage to things? Like, obviously there's rules, but I just don't get when you try to end somebody's career because they don't like a food or because you took their quote out of context. It just, it just rubs me the wrong way. And I mean, I have no doubt that we're, we're recording this in the end of 2020. I have no doubt that in the next like three to four years, the same thing is going to happen to me because um, I just say shit and people will, I have no doubt as this gets bigger, people are going to take my shit out of context all the time. Yeah. Tyler's going to be the first one. Tyler's going to post the TikTok, and then yeah. it'll, it'll go viral from there, but it just rubs me the wrong way, man. I don't get it. 
I'm going to take it out of context right now saying you're so cocky that you think you'll get a hundred million <laughs> followers from now until three years and turn it turn against you. Be careful. Yeah, Start we're already. for you. Yeah, I, I just looked for a, a tweet. I couldn't find it. He must have deleted it. But uh, Mike Maylock tweeted something the other day. And like, it's, it's exactly like how I feel yeah. like with this whole cancel thing where he said like, if it doesn't affect me, my relationships or my like current or future kids... I don't care about it or family or whatever it is. Like, I mean, obviously like I'll take interest in things and I'll, you know, sometimes voice my opinions and kind of see things, but I'm not going to like cut people's throats over things that, it, that just don't affect me. Like this whole TikTok stuff of people doing all this, like I understand some of these people make their livings on these apps or whether it's Instagram, whatever social media it is that the event is happening on, but like it doesn't have anything to do with them. And they're just participating just to participate, I guess, and make more of their money and get more of their views. But like, stay in your lane, bro. Yeah, I don't know. I was, I was just talking to uh, talking to my buddy Q about this um, super recently, and he just launched his own his own podcast, Stupid Deep. So for anyone listening, go check that out. Super dope. Probably my favorite podcast ever, ever created. It's just super unique and super interesting. And we we're just talking about social media of I, I was just saying how I'm sick of social. I'm sick of Instagram. I'm sick of LinkedIn and TikTok and uh, creating content for the for the platforms and fucking Twitter stories, Twitter feeds, they whatever they're them. whatever they're calling it, fleets, uh, fleet, fleets, fleet farm, Twitter fleet farm. Well, yeah, yeah, Twitter fleet farm or whatever. I'm sick of fleet farm. Fuck. Um, but we were just talking about how like it's I don't know. It's it's so. I'll say politicized, even though that's not the best word to use right now. I'm not talking anything political right now, but everything's just so, I don't know. It's, it's so easy to cancel each other out. And, it's polarized. And, yeah. What is it? What word? Polarized. Do you polarized. Yeah. Uh, so polarized. That's a simple, um, but yeah, it's, it's just everywhere you go, you, there's no like open source free. They're all free technically. Um, but I don't know. It's like, and I, I just get super sick of, of social very easily. And it's unfortunate because I run a company on it. I build companies on it. And like, that's, that's the livelihood of my life. That's how I can literally pay rent. Um, so I, I definitely have a love hate relationship with, with that, but I'd be super interested to hear your guys's thoughts on social and where podcasts fit in. And that's, uh, I was talking to, uh, I was talking to Q about how I'm, doing 90 podcasts, 90 days, like doing like a 10, 15 minute episode every single day is so much easier for me than doing one minute or two minute videos on LinkedIn specifically. Um, like I was getting super burnt out then when I was just creating every day and had to come up with a new topic. And it's, it goes down this rabbit hole of you creating for other people or you creating for other people. Um, I'm, I'm trying to come up with words to, I, I have it in my mind, but like, you're not creating for yourself, plain and simple. And it's go. super easy to get burnt out. But if you just create unfiltered and just for yourself with obviously your audience in mind of, okay, how can I make this content valuable? That's really what's sustainable. So that for me, it's, I think it's this podcast. As of right now, I'm doing, today's the 50 days in a row. This is the 50th podcast episode. On 50 and 50 days. I'm doing 90, 90 days. So Thanksgiving, Christmas, you name it. Um, but it's, it's given me a new level of just creative freedom and creative control that I have over my narrative, my stories, my experiences, the lessons I've learned. Um, 
that I haven't experienced anywhere else. So I would love to hear your guys' thoughts on just creating content over different social media platforms, conversations you're having there, downfalls of it, and everything from that perspective. Ty, why don't you start? Yeah, I kind of, after this, I kind of want to spin this into more like what you mentioned, like where social media is going to go, because I feel like we'd have some interesting takes on that. But I mean, definitely like right now, I'll even like kind of include that in my answer. Like right now, I'm feeling that like I am so mentally drained on social media. Like it used to be so hard for me to work and so easy for me to pick up my phone. And now like I'm just finding more and more I could care less and less about doing that. Like there's nothing really that like I want to see. There's nothing interesting to me anymore. I'd say probably like half of my consuming of content right now is podcasts. Like I like to be able to do things while I'm working um, or having like a YouTube video on in the background or whatever the case may be. But I'm feeling that right now too. Like as I'm going to be starting my podcast, like that's what's getting me excited is like doing things that just I want to do. Like I, on my, both my personal and my like photo Instagram account, I post like, I don't know, once every 10 years or something maybe give or take Facebook. I like never post. It's like just to update the family. It's like when something cool happens, like I'm not good at just creating just to create. So I definitely think there's going to be like an evolution there of, um, I don't know, just something, something has to change with social media. Cause I know even like all the college folks who are always posting their party pictures and stuff and trying to get the likes and the girls flashing things they aren't supposed to be flashing. Like that stuff's got to change. Everyone's got to get sick of that soon. Like it's, it's going to be old newspaper soon. So I'm curious to see what happens with that. But yeah, I'm, I'm tired of it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I don't know if people ever get sick of like college parties and girls and stuff. I mean, that's been around for a fairly long time. But I know what you're I know what you're saying. I think yeah. what um, I think what the big thing is, is that it's a lot of like rep. It's a lot of repetitiveness. It's a lot of the same thing. Um, I mean, both of you are kind of perfect examples of this, not in a bad way, in a good way. Like Sam, when you started on LinkedIn, like you were one of one of the early video creators. And that's how you were kind of able to um, catapult yourself with your personal brand is by kind of hopping on that trend early. Um, Tyler, I know you were on like, obviously photo, you've been doing that for shit for forever. But I remember when you created TikTok videos and some of those kind of blew up a little bit. Um, like, and I remember just me personally, I remember getting told in 2018, early 2018, that I should go on TikTok. And I looked at her and I'm like, what the fuck is a TikTok? Like, I didn't, I didn't do that. But if I did, it's like, who knows what could have happened. So I think it's just because now like we're seeing there's not, there's nothing really new. It's no matter what platform you're on, it's a lot of the same thing, whether it's politics, whether it's canceling people, whether it's just on LinkedIn, it's like, you see the same, same sort of videos, same sort of message of never give up or keep per, like whatever it is. It's like that stuff is great and all, but people are looking for something different. And that's why I think a lot of, um, a lot of new social media is kind of transition into that. Um, I know there's an app called parlor, which doesn't restrict any sort of um any sort of speech like they let you you could be on the complete left you could be a crazy person i mean obviously you can report people and stuff like that but they allow people to say what they want and i think that over time especially just depending on what happens in the next couple of years here um, people are going to gravitate way more towards that because i think that's part of the reason that we see so much of the same repetitive content is because that's what gets shown us. I mean, I think all of us have seen the social dilemma, like people, the algorithms and, and, and people inside these companies literally control the reality that we see. And I think that's an interesting thing. And yes, everybody's is a little bit different, but overall, from a holistic perspective, I think a lot of the messages and the stuff that people are seeing on a daily basis is like an echo chamber. Like it's a lot of the same 
shit. And I think people who are doing different things are really going to start to stand out in the near future if they haven't already. This just gets me hyped for just creating more and more podcasts because Ty, you, you said it best. Like I don't, I, I unconsciously, I sometimes just end up scrolling and scrolling and I, I, I'm much better at catching myself doing that. And I think everyone, almost everyone is guilty of that to a, to a certain extent, but I find myself way, way more leaning towards podcasts and just listening to things, uh, kind of in the background while I'm doing stuff or uh, even listening to a podcast and taking notes from it or, or listening or like watching like educational YouTube videos and not getting sucked into the, the black hole of, uh, of Twitter feeds and Instagram posts and everything like that. So I think we're seeing a super interesting shift with the consumer attention standpoint of, Hey, maybe less people are sitting down and scrolling through TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and everything, or, or less people want to start, less people want to do that versus doing podcasts or listening to podcasts in the background. I think that's the direction where we're definitely headed as a, as a collective society. So um, Ty, you wanted to transition into talking more so on what does the future of social look like? What does the future of news look like? I just want to touch on something real quick before we Go get ahead. into that. Um, I just because just I just released an episode, a podcast episode on the Conscious Rebellion TCR Live, search it on any platform um, this do. week, Page just about... <laughs> just of just talking about that um and it was talking about seven different ways you can like learn by not going to school and my number one thing on that list and the number one thing i touched on in that episode was podcasts and i think the reason that what we all just said podcasts kind of stick out and we enjoy consuming that so much more than a lot of other content is because it is almost educational based and people think education, they think textbook notes, like it's not, that's not, that's what we've come to believe education is. Education is just learning something new, getting introduced to a new subject. Like that can happen across really all social media, but that's the problem is, is that's not what people, a lot of people see and that's not what a lot of people are shown. But on podcasts, it's like, for the most part, you're interviewing a new guest, you're touching, you're getting somebody's fresh perspective on something that's going on. Um, and I think that's really the main reason why podcasts in particular are starting to take off so much um, but we'll see what happens in terms of the other social media so Ty what are your thoughts on um, the other other six seven main platforms out there yeah I mean well kind of like riffing off that too I think like kind of and I'm, I mean people are making big plays on this too like what I'm realizing and the reason like people are pulled to podcasts is because kind of like you said like that's that's a way where if you truly care about someone like you can listen to their unfiltered opinion too and I'm finding myself like if I am scrolling or if I am you know looking for something in specific it's looking for a specific creator that I follow and I'm closely tied to not because I like their content but because I like them and like the people who are making a more personalized connection with their audience, I think are doing like way better. Like the people who are doing the texting program or look at like Logan Paul doing like random giveaways where he'll show up at your house. Like if you're, if you pay $10 a month to be in his club, like those are the people who are crushing it right now. And I think that's kind of like what it's going to turn to. Maybe it's people doing weekly meet, meet and greets, or maybe they have like a hundred people on a zoom and they get to talk with them. Like when you feel more personal connection to them I think that's when it's like a lot better like that that's really the only content I find myself consuming is like someone's unfiltered thing whether they say oh like one of my favorite people says oh I'm gonna stream okay cool I'm gonna make sure I tune in and watch your stream or if they release a podcast like I'm gonna listen to that um, so kind of like I guess going into what it's gonna go to I think it's I don't know I think eventually we'll see some sort of big Amazon 
tech thing where it's just like one platform and you got like little tabs on the bottom that's like text, photo, video, and you get to scroll for like each content creator's thing will be individualized there or something like something stupid like that. Like people don't like having so many apps. So I think something like that is eventually going to change. But yeah, definitely like just anything more personalized, more open, like any of that content with people that you like, I think is just going to boom over the next like year or two. Yeah, totally. And I think privacy is a huge, um, a huge thing as far as like selling data as, as well. Um, I was listening to Joe Rogan and Tristan Harris's podcast, and that that's a super good episode. Is just far as talking about um, again, Tristan Harris is a um, social dilemma dude. Um, I don't know exactly what his role is, but the closest thing to Silicon Valley is the consciousness, something like that. Um, but anyways, they were just talking about um, data sharing and privacy as far as how bad it's become as far as Google, Facebook, Twitter, everything as far as, yes, they're free platforms, but free means selling millions and millions and millions of, uh, of data points every single second to, to these bigger companies. So Joe, was, Joe Rogan was talking about how it would be interesting if Apple, out of all tech companies, if Apple launched their own social media type-ish platform, um, but made no advertisers, no, no data selling, your data stays here. And I think Apple is one of the, one of the better companies um, with, their, with their privacy and not selling people's data. You have the option when, whenever you have a new iPhone, hey, do you want to sell your data or not or share your data or not? You can click yes or no. Um, granted, we're not going, this isn't a crazy tech podcast. We're not going super deep into privacy concerns and what they're doing with that data. But uh, from just a user standpoint, I, I would be very drawn to that to see what Apple would come up with. I, I trust them um, along with 80% of other people under the age of 35 who has iPhones. I think it would be a super interesting play to say the least. Yeah, I think that stuff is, I mean, I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you, but I think that, that a lot of that stuff is good in theory. Um, but if we take a take a trip back in time, I like looking at history, for examples, because one of the laws of, of human nature is that history does repeat itself. And in human beings, even though we've evolved in certain ways and adapted to certain things, a lot of things stay the same. If we look back in the early 1920s, when Standard Oil and a lot of these bigger companies, even going back farther to the East India Trading Company in like the early 1700s, like these massive massive, massive companies, while it's good in theory and in terms of from a user standpoint, some users it's like, oh, it's it's so nice to have one app where everything, photo, text, video, it's all right here. Like That's great. You think in theory that sounds great. But when you look down to it and people are starting to realize this with Amazon and big tech, and I think we're going to see a lot of plays on this over the next like 24 months probably um, in terms of breaking up these companies. Because when you give somebody and and the thing and i'm not i'm not really a government person i don't necessarily support the government but when you give somebody who has basically no power they're just an entrepreneur yes they created an amazing product but when you give them this type of power nothing good normally comes from that and i think that's not something that we should just kind of gloss over because i mean we're seeing it now with social dilemma came out there's some of these whistleblowers in terms of like what not even big tech but what the actual government is spying on people i mean snowden the documentary just came out on netflix the other week i just watched that um i mean it's he that was an insider who somebody who worked for the fbi who's really not much older than us. He's maybe a decade or so older than us, but he saw firsthand 
what the surveillance level is like. And that's just from the government. I mean, who knows what didn't come out? I mean, it's really important to kind of think about that. Um, so I think just really depending, I mean, this could go a lot of ways. I could be completely wrong or I could be completely right in the next like 24 months-ish. Um, but I really think that you're going to see a lot more people talking about that. You won't see it on Twitter. You won't see it on Facebook because they won't let you. And that's that's interesting. Um, and I think that's something that we should definitely bring up. But I mean, it could go either way. Either the side that I'm talking about right now is going to lose. And it's going to, like Ty said, there's going to be one, the Apple app, and it's just going to have everything on it or whatever that looks like. Or we're going to see companies like Amazon, Facebook, who now owns Instagram, who now owns WhatsApp, I think. Um, and they're going to start to break these up because if we look at the past, that doesn't, it doesn't end well. It sounds good in theory, like socialism, but it doesn't end well. It never ends well. So um, I think that's an interesting point to bring up just to, to make it interesting here. Yeah. Uh, whenever one specific company has more than 8 billion monthly active users across all the platforms, when there's only 7.7 .7 billion people on earth, granted, a lot of those users are cross promoters of said platform, Facebook users, same as Instagram users and, and that side. So it's not 8 billion different users because that's impossible. But either way, that's a lot of data points and that's scary. Like, and, and I feel like a lot of people just aren't addressing that of, oh, Facebook has 8 billion users across all of its platforms. And that's not even talking about Oculus and everything they have outside of just the main three of Facebook, WhatsApp, Instagram. Um, it'll be interesting. Nate, that was a really good point. And, and I don't know there, and I see, uh, we were seeing this as far as, um, we, we saw this a ton in election and Jack Dorsey with, with Twitter getting backfire and, and heat from, right. from that perspective, because where's the line where, where they're drawn? No one, there's no clause of, freedom of speech with multi, multi hundred billion dollar, trillion dollar companies eventually uh, with all of these users and its data. So I don't know, super, super interesting points to, to think about. Yeah. And I mean, I've just, I've even, I, cause I've posted about this on LinkedIn like once or twice, just real quick. Um, and I even had a lawyer, like, cause I didn't actually know the legal terms behind this. Obviously I'm not a lawyer, but I actually had a lawyer message me who said that this is about Facebook specifically. I'm not too sure about the other ones, but Facebook, at least at this time, they have, it's like up to them what is on their platform and what's not. And I guess my question and a lot of the senator's questions to Jack Dorsey in those hearings and even to Zuckerberg and, and all these big tech CEOs is who gave you the power to decide that? Like nobody elected you. No, like you're, you, you're a great, you're a successful entrepreneur. Nobody's denying that you created a revolutionary product, but you, but does that mean you just get to bypass the first amendment? Like, I mean, that those, these are interesting questions because that's where people start to get upset. And right now it's definitely very polarized, but I think eventually, um, this is just my opinion, but I think eventually everybody's going to kind of realize like, wait, wait a second. Like we're not, we're not seeing like what people post, like we're seeing what these these executives want us to see. And I mean, depending on, I, I don't, I just, me personally, I'm not really okay with that. Like I would rather be shown, like, I remember the old Instagram algorithms where it was almost 
it was almost uh, chronological in terms of like who posted recently. You get to see that. Now you see posts from based on who you like the most. It could have been posted a couple of days ago. Then it's a post from an hour ago. Um, and so things have definitely changed. Um, but I just think over time, a lot more people are going to get kind of upset with that. Um, and we'll just kind of see what happens from there. Because if I can scream, other people can scream. But when the whole, when, 100 million, 200, 300 million people start to get upset, then you send then then things have to change. So we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. 100%. I mean, looking at it, like not even like from the political aspect, like just from a simplicity aspect, like I just want that chronological, like unfiltered platform back. Like I just, mm-hmm. I just want to be able to see what I signed up to see. Like the, I, I follow the people that I follow. And I think if any social media platform can stay good at that or do good with that, they're going to win. That's why podcasts are winning right now. If you subscribe to someone's podcast, no matter what they say, you're going to get that episode at the middle or beginning or end of every week or whenever they post, you know. What if they post every day? Uh, then I probably wouldn't listen to their podcast. Yeah, I would. you're on the top of their listening. feed. <laughs> Hopefully you're not listening to every single one of those podcasts. Do you know Snapchat has a feed now? I didn't know that until I went on Snapchat for the first time in months. You guys know that? Like a, a story feed? Like straight up, it looks like straight up TikTok on Snapchat. No one's talking, everyone's talking about Twitter, uh, what is it? Farm and Fleet, Twitter Farm and farm Fleet. And fleet. <laughs> what do they call it? Twitter Fleets? Yeah. I don't fleets. even know. Video. Yeah, it's just Look fleets. at this. This is on Snapchat. Oh, so it's like people's stories like from across the US, whatever, like funny. I don't know. It just says spotlight and it looks awfully similar to TikTok. See, I guess that's the that's the other thing people could go on. There's a normal like story tab too, but then if you go all the way to the right, what is this? It's a feed. I haven't seen that yet. I'm on For everyone uh, just listening, uh, Twitter announced Twitter. Fleets? Is it actually yes. Twitter fleets? Yeah, it's F L E E T S. What is a fleet? Why? I I never I haven't seen the meaning of the acronym or anything like that. Um, and only like five people's fleets pop up on my Twitter at once. Uh, I don't know. They're anyway. so annoying. <laughs> wow. I just think that that I don't know. I I mean, we were seeing this with stories and fleets and whatever. It's like that's almost another interesting thing to kind of watch. It's like, you remember when Facebook was a majority, um, just kind of like even early days of Facebook was a lot of text type posts. And then Instagram used to be straight up, like the old Instagram logo was straight up photos. That was it. Twitter was almost people's like thoughts coming at it. Snapchat was like video t- or picture or video text before they even had video. Um, but now we're seeing, especially in 2020 with basically every platform now adopting the stories feature, it's like they're basically all the same. So they're all competing for who can who can get the most users. And by the way that they do that is by competing for your attention. And they compete for your attention by showing you ads that you like, by showing you content that you like or that you spend the most time looking at. And that's where we start to see things like if I go, if you go, if any of us go to our Instagram stories or anybody listening, go to your Instagram stories and just scroll all the way to the right and see like the people at the end of the list. And you'll probably go, huh, I didn't even know I fucking yeah, forgot all these them. people. Mm-hmm. Be- I, I do that all the time because I'm like, wait, I still follow this person. Like I literally forgot because I just straight up don't get shown their content, whether I like, like them or not. It's just it's gotten to a point where the algorithm has decided, okay, we're not going to show you that content anymore. Um, and I guess that's also an interesting point. Like 
shouldn't the user see the content that the user wants to see or is it up to the the people in charge i mean i don't know that's an interesting question to ask yeah super interesting we'll see what happens though i don't know i, I think eventually once this gets higher and higher and, and higher and higher up i mean we we're, we're just passed an election so nothing's going to happen at least for the next like 60 days or whatever but thinking like a year from now like november 2021 it'll be interesting to see where all these big tech hearings are at. I mean, we've had a lot this year in terms of Zuckerberg getting grilled, Dorsey getting grilled, the Google CEO. And Google's like, honestly, the best one, but they're not a saint either. Um, but these people are already getting the pressure put on them. Um, and I think, again, depending on what happens, because I mean, if anybody tried to predict what would happen this year, they'd all be fucking wrong for the most part. Um, so I'm not even going to try to say what's going to happen. But either way, it'll, it'll be interesting to see kind of how 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 these these giants get attacked and if the people decide to stand up for it if the politicians decide to go after them or if things just continue the way that they are um and in my opinion it won't end well but it's just see isn't it scary that google probably i again someone please fact check me uh i would argue google has more data than facebook uh maybe i don't know if there's a way i to i thought that but <laughs> i thought in uh in the Rogan and Tristan Harris uh, podcast. Again, hopefully they're getting fact-checked. They're a little bigger than us. Um, Rogan's but got Jamie. Jamie fact-checks everything. Yeah, right. Um, Tristan Harris was saying how Google is one of the worst ones with this, but Google has kind of a pretty little face and no one really cares about them. They kind of stay out of it and they just make our lives easier and tell us where to go from point A to point B and where traffic stops are and where the nearest gas station is. And it's, it's all very seamless and we, we just use them as a search engine and that's all we think of them. Uh, but it's, they have more data than almost anyone else, but it's definitely Google and Facebook. Those are the top two. Um, but I'm pretty sure Google's number one, number one search engine in the world. They own YouTube, number two search engine in the world. So from a, I don't think they get enough heat uh, because I don't, I, don't, I don't know if the public knows what they're doing with our data, but they have it. Obviously, they have it. So interesting, to say the least. It's a good point. It's a good point to bring up because, I mean, Google, if you think about it, like you it said, runs everything, Google, everything. Google, they do everything. They, the everything. videos you watch, the searches you make, the the places you go. I mean, when I go, when I when I used to, I mean, we all work at, at home now for for the most part. But when I used to have to drive into the office, you know, back in the old days when I used to have to do that, um, I would get I would get to work and it would my phone would tell me, you know, twenty or I'd get in my car after work and it would tell me, you know, twenty minutes to home, and it's like. Like, how do you even know I'm going home? Like, how do you know where my home is? Like, it, and I didn't even put that in. It's just, they know the places you spend the most time. They see all of your searches. Private browsers aren't private browsers. They're private to users, but they're not private to the back end. Um, and just, yeah, I think that's a good point, Sam, because like I just said, Google is almost the, the oh, we're just here to help people. We're just a big ass dictionary. You can look up anything on us, but um, that all that stuff is tracked. And not to get into COVID or anything like that, but I have a feeling that a lot of these companies are, are kind of working with whoever's doing a lot of this contact tracing, because I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, please fact check me, but there's no better way to figure out where somebody's been other than to physically stalk them, but, but to look at their history of where they've been on the internet. Because if I'm going, you know, if I'm going to a different country, okay, in the last 
three months, whenever I would have traveled, I would have had a bunch of searches related to things around there, places, things to do in this city, plumbers near, like all these things that goes back to your IP address or to your computer, all that stuff, it's all trackable. Um, and it's just, again, it raises the question of who gave them the power for that themselves. That's, that's my answer to that. Tyler, what are your thoughts? I'm thinking, I don't know, like, I just don't see ultimately like anything of that, like just anything that we've talked about. I don't see any of that going away, like until there's obviously like their legal teams are too good. They're, they're too yeah. good. They're, they're to an extent they're always going to be here. But I think like the deciding factor and the deciding whistleblowers is ultimately going to be us. Like the ones who are trying to call them out and the ones who are pissed off are the people who are older but ultimately like they're, they're not really on social media or not going to be on there much longer. And we kind of decide the future on that. So I think it'll be interesting, like what our generation and the ones a couple above us or a couple below us kind of like do to the tech industry or what they decide is cool and what isn't. Cause like ultimately you can look at, you know, however many people are mad about whatever data is being tracked or anything like that, but they still use the apps that, Everyone, everyone's a hypocrite. Right. Like I, I say, oh, I, I hate how Instagram does this, this, and this. Do I go on it every day? Yep. Yeah, I do. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's up to us to kind of put a stop to it if we really didn't like it that much. And I think that's kind of what the companies are looking at. They're like, well, they complain about it, but they're still, I can see their data. They're still on for 1.36 hours every day. So clearly they're not, not liking it that much. Yeah, totally. That's a good, that's a very Isn't good it point. Interesting. I was, I was just thinking about this and this relates to our, our previous topic of, um, kind of having one centralized social media platform of, oh, here are the videos, here are the photos, here are the things to buy, the X, Y, and Z. And uh, Nate, you brought it up when Facebook was first run, it was a lot of text posts. When Instagram first launched, it was just photo. When Twitter first launched, it was just conversation. Snapchat was just real life videos and stories. And then Instagram, I think Instagram taking over stories was the first domino, one of the first dominoes, I should say, in this whole feature grab era that we're in and i think i like i hate instagram right now i'm still on it every single day mm -hmm. but there's so much on it that's why i hate facebook i i don't i personally don't consume any content on facebook i'm not on facebook um as far as from like a day-to-day -day, i don't scroll through it because there's too much there's there's everything you can imagine marketplace ev uh, groups feeds yada yada events everything but why has TikTok stood out? Why has TikTok been the fastest growing app and social media platform in history? They have one single thing and one single feed. Everything else is on the back end. It is one of the most simple apps from a social media standpoint there is. That just clicked in my mind of like, I love TikTok's uh, like user interface, how simple it is, how easy it is. And they're really, really good at algorithms and pushing content that you want to see on that platform. Almost better than anyone else in the world, I think, as far as talking about the top five, six, seven other platforms. TikTok is up there and it's, you don't grow past, what, 100 million users in the first X amount of months, however, however fast that was. Um, I'm not going to pretend like I know the data off the top of my head, but it's super simple. And I think that's the direction, hopefully that's the direction we're going of more of these simple apps of, okay, going back to early social media days, Instagram was just Instagram. It was just photos. 
Twitter was just Twitter. It was just conversation. Snapchat was just real life videos of people messing around and super day-to-day stuff with Instagram, with the new, uh, new marketplace feature replacing where the likes and notifications are and just a bunch of stuff like that. Snapchat implementing, implementing feeds, Twitter implementing farm and fleet. Um, so, so much going on, but simplicity wins, I think in the long run. And I think that's the direction we're going. And I think it goes back to the, the first topic we even we even started on and the fact that I said um, it, it takes differentiation like you have to you have to differentiate yourself from everybody else and I we could argue about or we could talk about the origins of TikTok and those are questionable but I think that the developers of that app like kind of realized that fact like they probably said like okay we need to we want to get a lot of users on here whether they want to collect data or not that's another story but to get the users on there they knew they couldn't just make another Instagram like it, that wouldn't work because there already is an Instagram. But if they created something that's not only like addictive in a almost a good way, like people want to be on it and simple, then that's what's going to gain traction because there's nothing like that out there. Um, and the only way to do that really is, and not to, not to say Tyler, you're the one who said this, but you did say the one about like one big social media app, but a lot of people are like dead serious about that. That that's not a free market. That's one thing or one company or one person deciding, okay, everybody is using this. This is what will be used for communication. And no matter if that's the president, no matter if that's a CEO, no matter if that's a, a sheik from, from some other country, like I just, no, nobody should have that type of power. Um, and it's when you give people that much power, that's when they start to make bad decisions and that's when things don't go well. Um, so I think that like when TikTok, I'm, I'm on TikTok the least out of everybody in, on this, on this podcast, but I do respect what they've done and people have grown their careers massive off there. Sam, we have clients who we post TikTok content to. I mean, it's a great platform. Um, but and the only way that that could be, you know, created and, and really successful is through that free market and through people realizing, okay, there, it's di- you got to make something different. You got to talk about something different. The podcast can't be like everybody else's. Your content can't be like everybody else's. And those are the people who who ultimately win. Agreed. Goes Hi. back to my point of letting the market decide, though. If it, if a you know if if a big company wanted to come around, like if everyone didn't want it, I think like people won't go to it. So I, th- I don't think they will get the power unless you let them like, ultimately, I don't really see something like that, like for sure, for sure happening, because I think at least half of the world would not be into that at all. But yeah, I guess I'll be curious to see where it goes. Go ahead, Sam. Um, a, Quibi is interesting. Of, I think that's a perfect example. That's trash. Yeah, it's a perfect <laughs> Truly a tragic, like truly tragic. Yeah, billion, $1.9 billion, I think, invested into that, into that platform. One of the head execs at Disney left Disney, or he was former head of, of Disney. Bunch of super, super high-level, quote-unquote, successful people put together Quibi and down the drain in less than six months and $1.9 billion later. So that is a perfect example of the end user the marketplace decides. It doesn't matter how much, how much funding you have, how much backing you have, who's on your team, the end, end consumer and market will decide. Ty, you seem pretty eager to jump onto this podcast and you seem pretty hyped. Any reason in particular or you just miss our faces that much? 
What you mean? I see. Why are you calling me a simp? What the heck? Ties <laughs> <laughs> simping for the starting blank podcast. No, I mean, th- this is, yeah, I mean, this is cool. And like the reason I want to do it is because like I haven't, uh, I mean, I don't know, kind of like you said in one of your episodes or whatever, like it's, this is just so much easier than like forcing out random content and doing whatever. And like, obviously, and by hopefully next week or whatever, I'll have my first guest on mine. But it's like, it's it's just fun to do this. Like it's fun to hop on. It's different. Like it's different than me sitting down on my bum and editing all day or doing whatever it is I'm doing, messaging people for clients, doing leads, like whatever. Like this is a nice like break in the day. Like you you feel productive when you listen because like you're learning stuff, you're learning new perspectives, even if it's like something like what we're talking about, just random like opinions on technology. It's not like we're spitting out like raw facts or anything like that where you're like really learning a lot that can go get you a degree or anything. But like, it's always cool to hear other people's opinions. And that's like why I'm excited to even like talk to people. Like obviously most of the people that I plan on having on my podcast, I'm sure I like already resonate with, but even if they can just provide like an alternate perspective to what I already know, like I think that that's just so exciting. And that's like why I like watching people's live streams and why I like listening to podcasts. Cause like this, obviously some people edit their podcasts and more than others, but like this is raw thoughts. Like you don't get to have someone sit there and think, hmm, what would sound best for PR? Like what would what would sound best for this? Like you, they get five seconds to think and they have to give a response. So you get to hear their raw, like unfiltered opinions. Like obviously they can censor themselves a little bit, but you know, I, I just I just love that, that you just get to hear everyone's like true thoughts and put them on the spot. I love that. I just tried to think of a question that would put you on the spot, but I couldn't do put me it. on the spot. But we're not going to edit that out because they're just unfiltered thoughts. And that's, I don't know, that I think from both the consumer and creator standpoint, I think it's, again, I, I guess the, it's been definitely a common theme with this episode of just talking about future of social media, current social media, but it's, it's true. And I think it just plays on the human psyche of we, we fiend for this level of human connection. And I think sitting down and being able to listen to someone's unfiltered thoughts for 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 minutes at a time, it builds that connection even faster than scrolling through a super polished two minute video um, that someone made. So the human connection is everything. And I think that's why these podcasts are dope too, because 2020 has been weird. We've all been quarantined and isolated and it's, it, it's a weird and hard time for a lot of people and um, coming together to even just talk like this. And again, we're not giving anyone college degrees with the information we're talking about yet. Um, but it's, it's fun and it's a, it's a chance to connect and it's a chance to give our thoughts and opinions to the world. And someone, someone out there listening will, will implement some of these ideas and make their own ideas. And um, that rabbit, uh, rabbit hole continues, um, which, is, which is awesome. And that's, that's really like almost compounding effect of the impact you make have on someone, which is, which is cool. Yeah, I mean, if like that's kind of why I do what I do, and just I think we all kind of resonate with that. Like, if I could get from my perspective, like if I if anything I said on here, like if I could get somebody just to you know think twice about like like should I really spend this much time on social media, or like somebody like looks at it and goes, huh, like I didn't know that, or I didn't really realize like that's how things were. Like, I think that that's a, that's a that's a big impact, um, and just over time, Sam, like you said, the compounding effect. Obviously, you're 
um, authority or your presence gets more and more. Um, but just being able to provide people with that value and that alternate perspective on things, as opposed to being in the same echo chambers of mainstream media, social media, um, all the, the big things are all kind of just the same message and the same perspectives and ideas, just all the same pushed on you to, to basically conform to that or or you're you're wrong and you should be canceled going back to what we originally talked about um and i think that people who really thrive on or encourage that differentiation of ideas um i mean just a real quick plug myself like i'm going to be having people on who i disagree with and i want i want to have those conversations because not only for me to get educated i mean i'd love to be wrong on some things and if i am it's like oh cool i was wrong and i just learned something but also from the audience's perspective they they want to see that they don't want to hear people talk about this is what I did to be successful I did I failed at this business like we, we you've heard a lot of the same the same thing and again differentiation and really being able to provide people with value that's not just the same same old same old um, is going to start to really resonate with people if it hasn't already um, and I think we're all kind of doing that in, in our own separate ways which is the, the awesome part about our creativity and, and podcasts in general Totally. Well, we're uh, we're about an hour deep here, which is which is crazy. Again, that's that's another reason why I love these podcasts because they fly by when you're when you're in conversation. It's a great chance to just be in flow and not really think about anything else besides the conversations we are having. Each of you, you get one topic to talk about. Riff off it for four or five minutes. Uh, the platform is yours. Ty, we will start with you. Uh, what do you want to riff off? Riff off of? What do you want to? What do you want to say? What do you want to talk about? I have to riff off something that we just talked about, or yeah, you're telling anything, oh. literally anything in the world. Your your podcast, uh, your thoughts on Arctic snow monkeys, um, Harley Davidson museums, anything in between. All right. Well, I'm uh, I'm gonna go with uh, a little, little uh, Coach Jordan and I's uh, Arctic talk. snow snow monkeys. Yeah, that's yeah, what I was going that's for. that's what we spent our time talking about. Um, no, I'm all I'm all about. Um, helping others and stuff. And I don't really care about talking about myself all that much. If you want to hear from more, more from me, find me wherever. Um, but just something that was like really interesting to me, like I am, I'm really bad with procrastinating and motivation and whatnot of working on my own stuff. That's like why I worked with Sam, blah, blah, blah. Like I, I can't get myself to do my own things. Um, and I started this week, like really doing an hour by hour schedule, which is what Jordan pushed me to do. And going to the gym every morning, you know, me and Nate apartment three hitting up the gym, 6am, we, we be getting buff. Um, it like, I literally feel like I'm living a new life. It's ridiculous. Like, and it takes me five minutes every morning to plan my day and do like a, a rough hour by hour, like when I want to be done, but like setting that deadline on myself, like, hey, I get two hours to work on this video or I get two hours to send these emails or write these contracts. Like I know, okay, no lollygagging. Like I have to do this stuff um, right now, essentially. Like that is, it's just changed the way I've been living. And I feel like, like Jordan was saying, he's like, dude, you're, li you're living like a CEO now. And I, I just feel like so different. Um, so that's that's my like one takeaway piece of advice today is whether you're in college, whether you're, at living at home with your parents like whatever it is like if you want to be motivated to do something make a schedule for yourself as simple as it may be maybe it's 
four hour time blocks, maybe it's one hour time blocks, maybe it's 20 minutes, maybe you're really busy, like whatever the case may be. I've, I've only been doing it for like a week and I feel like it's changed my life. So that's, that's my little spiel. I love it. Nate. Well, if any of you guys are, anybody listening to this is familiar with me at all, you know, I love to kind of dive into un on not normal things, some, some deeper issues, um, and just kind of create some controversy. So I'm not going to do that necessarily here, but I just want to kind of go high level on you guys for a second. So, um, this could really relates to everything we've talked about in this podcast, um, in terms of social media, the future of it, um, elections, politics, really, really everything that everything that we're consuming, especially, um, and anything that's digital, uh, definitely applies to this is to just think a little bit deeper about the stuff that you're being told and think think a little bit deeper about the messages that you're seeing if you see a headline okay just again this is what i mean realize for a second what that headline is meant to do it is written by somebody who works for a publication their job is to get you and everybody else to click on that article or to click on that video they are not and this isn't for everybody. This is kind of a blanket statement, but whatever. They they don't, they're not, they're not, their goal isn't to inform you. Their goal is to make money. It's a business that people are out to make a living, to be successful, to be profitable. And unfortunately, something that's kind of been disregarded throughout that entire process is the actual spread of information and, and opinion. Um, so I just really encourage people, especially if you see a tweet, if you see a headline, if somebody tells you something, and, and this could be anybody, whether it's me on here, again, please fact check me on things, um, especially on my own podcast. If I said something wrong, tell me, I would love to be wrong, but also anybody, your parents, um, and not necessarily your teachers, because you still got to have respect. It's not about being disrespectful. It's about just thinking beyond what you're told. Do your own research, look into things, because not only will you prove sometimes yourself and others wrong, but one, you'll learn a lot. And two, it's pretty fun sometimes to go down the rabbit hole of a specific topic where you're like, oh, wait, I didn't know about that. And then you learn all these new things and now you're interested in it. And then you realize like, wait, that's that that tweet that I saw that that wasn't necessarily right. Like there's more to this story. Um, and I think that really, if more people did that, that's something that kind of really sparked my interest to create the podcast that I did um, is because I just want people to really start to think outside of the box that we've all kind of been pushed into. And unfortunately, again, I'm not going to get on a specific topic here, but 2020 is really kind of um made that even more prominent. Um, people are really scared to to do things on their own and to voice their opinion, um, which is kind of a problem because that's not just something that our country was founded on, but um, that's what a lot of like our society and the world society was founded on, the differentiation of opinions. People are on side A or side B, door A or door B. And when you start to take that away from people, that's when people start to get upset, things start to go wrong, societies collapse. Again, look at history for examples of this. Um, so really just my, my main point here is to just look beyond what you're told. Look beyond what you initially see because you'll be pretty surprised what you find. And I guarantee you that you'll be interested in some of that stuff that you that you uncover through that process. So um, feel free to, to take that out at what you will, um, but I don't think you could go wrong with doing that. I love it. I love Facts. it. And uh, where can I, where can the people find you both? Sam, whoa, stop the cap. Hold up. Wait a minute. What's your, what's your thing? Come on now. Oh yeah. Go, let's go go back and watch the f past 50 episodes. <laughs> I talk enough. 
um, I'll cut you loose if you want, but you know. Sam, give us give us sixty seconds of 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 Sam Lister entrepreneur knowledge. Yeah, um, I'll do it. I'll do it specifically for creators because I talk a lot about just blanket statements. But uh, if you're creating anything out there, create for yourself first. More more than anything, like you you need to be fulfilled by it. Um, it's super easy to fall into traps of of what society and what you think other people want from you. And then just creating for that. Um, you see Gary Vee post a video. Oh, you need to create that specific video to be successful. And um, we, we see so much of people online saying, Hey, this is what it means to be successful. This is what you need to create. This is what you need to do every single day, but everyone runs their own race. So as, as cliche as it sounds like, create for yourself. And that's how you, how you really make impact with the world. Because if you're trying to be anyone else, they're already taken. I'll go that cliche route as well, but it's true. Um, There's, there's hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there too, but we're still, we're still doing, doing this podcast um, because we all have unique thoughts. We all have unique minds and no one has gone through specifically exactly what we've, we've gone through before. Yes. We can relate to a lot of people, but um, everyone has their own unique ability to share their messages with the world. So I would just push them to push you to share your message unfiltered raw, raw thoughts of the world, because you never know who's watching and you never know who needs to listen to your thoughts. So that's what I got. Create for yourself and uh, find, find fulfillment there. I love that. that. Jinx. That's what I got. Where can I, where can the people find you? You'll be linked below. Uh, so, I'll go ahead, go ahead Nate. Tyler. Okay, fine. I will. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, like I said, uh, whatever, last Friday, I guess. Um, you know, these, these are recurring listeners. We know. We have faith in it. Um, so, yeah, Instagram is at Tyler Writes, W-R-I-G-H-T-S. That's where I'm most active. Starting a new podcast soon called the Alternate Road Podcast. Uh, hope I don't know when I'm going to get those up. I'm not even going to make a false promise. Um, but, yeah, other than that, um, that, I mean, that's the main place. Find me. LinkedIn is just first name, last name, Tyler Reitzman. And, yeah, that's adios. Brad, Nate. Yeah, well, you guys have probably probably seen enough of me already, so I'm not, I'm not too interesting. But if you would like to kind of dive into some of these topics that I talk about, some of these high level philosophy type um, type topics, feel free to search the Conscious Rebellion on any podcast platform, Spotify, Apple, anywhere. Um, pretty soon they're going to be YouTube videos as well. Um, but really, just search the Conscious Rebellion on any of those platforms. You'll find uh, my first about ten episodes or so. Um, and once I get closer to that twenty mark, uh, hopefully before the end of 2020. Um, I'm going to have my first guests on. I got a couple of them lined up already. Uh, we're going to be going super high level. They're going to be a lot of longer form podcasts um, because I really just want to give, like I said earlier, um, people the opportunity to express their different perspectives. Um, and whether you agree with me, disagree with me or not, I would love to hear your thoughts on it. So just search Nate Soror on any platform. I'll pretty much come up. Um, feel free to block me on there. Or just let me know what, uh, what you thought of my stuff. Boom. Thanks for listening, guys. New episode dropping daily. Appreciate you.